everybody. Welcome back to the Man Report Podcast. When I tell you this is the best episode of 2018, and we're only at the tail end of February, that's quite a statement. Christy Chirinos is an amazing, amazing guest today, and you're going to learn a whole heck of a lot. If you think you're doing business the right way, if you think you're approaching the WordPress community the right way, if you think that you are up against a lot of competition from other colleagues in Automatic, you're thinking the wrong way. And in today's episode, Christy's going to break that all down for us. Look, I am super excited. I had her on the show. Just an amazing conversation, an amazing, intelligent woman. I really hope you learned something from this episode like I did. It's mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. If this episode doesn't make you leave a five-star review on iTunes, I don't know what will. So please head on over to iTunes, leave that five-star review if you enjoy episodes like this and you want more of it. Let's get right into the show with Christy. Hey, real quick, before we get into the episode, I'd love to have you join me over on YouTube. I've been doing a lot more there, uh, at least one or two videos a week, everything about marketing, business, sales, strategies, technology, softwares, uh, maybe get into some tutorials as well. I'd love to have you join me over on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash the Matt report, youtube.com slash the Matt report. Here we go. Sure. So I'm Chrissy Torinos. So I... Um, and the business development side of Caldera Labs. Um, we are a WordPress plugin shop. We are most well known for our plugin Caldera Forms. And Caldera Forms is a drag and drop form builder for WordPress. Um, you use it to make contact forms and more. Um, generally speaking, if you have worked on a WordPress site, you're pretty familiar with the contact form plugin space and the different options that are out there. So that's our flagship product. And we work on other products and some consulting jobs and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. And my job, as the <laughs> funny title would say, is um, to work on growing the business, right? So to work on not just marketing, but also thinking intelligently about how we can make the business run more efficiently, how we can increase margins, how we can finance our operations, and all the other parts that go into running a business outside of promotion. Um, I have a lot of fun. I like what I do and WordPress people are cool. So, <laughs> uh, Who are the other partners at Caldera right now? Yeah, the other partner is Josh Pollock. And Josh Pollock is the lead developer at Caldera. And um, he is my business partner. I've known Josh for quite quite some time now. Uh, he and I have shared a drink or two at WordCamps. Uh, we <laughs> we have chatted uh, for a long time, uh, just sort of behind the scenes. And and, and he's a great guy. I think he does. Uh, he's been on the show before too. Uh, I think he does great work. Uh, he is definitely one of those, uh, at least in my the way I would label, it, is a genius brain. He's got a knack for this stuff. Um, but I'm pretty sure Josh wouldn't mind me saying the business development side. Yeah, he could use some help with that. And I'm sure that's where you come along. How did you two meet and how did you get on this uh, on this train of WordPress product? Yeah, totally. I mean, I have uh, all of that same feedback about Josh. I think Josh is such an awesome person. And I totally agree that he's one of those genius types. And I tell him this all the time and it makes him really uncomfortable, right? He's like, stop saying that. <laughs> and, um, but I think know thyself. And um, one of the things that makes Josh good, and I think something that makes a business owner that succeeds from one that doesn't, is to know where your strengths are not. 
And Josh identified that pretty early on and he solved that problem in the way that makes the most sense, which is to tap into his local community, right? So he had just started working on Caldera Forms after um, working with WordPress products for a while. And he was living in Tallahassee. And so he said, well, I'm living in this um, small university town in North Florida, and there are resources that I can tap into. And so we met at uh, an event at the Florida State University College of Business. That was while I was in business school. And so meeting Josh was this really great thing because, um, you know, on personality ends, we hit it off, right? He's a great person. Um, but also in the places where we were um, in terms of like our professional development and our needs. So we were both um, working on new businesses. I had another business at that time and I had a need where I wanted to increase my technical knowledge so that I could be a more effective manager. Um, and Josh needed the business skills, right? Both soft and hard applied to Caldera Forms. And so that became this um, friendship and relationship that was like talking about our problems and working on projects together and exercising those muscles until we realized like this would work really well and we should go into business together. So I'm super curious about that little nugget right there, that uh, that moment in time where the two of you come together and say, you know what, we've been sharing these stories and here's my expertise, here's your expertise. Like, what was that like? What was that like to say, you know what, we should be partners? And, and what was that moment in time that, that made that connection? Because I feel like so many people jockey around that um, with 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 other folks because you know, I, I hear it all the time, I'm sure you do as well. Hey, I'm a great developer, but I suck at sales, I suck at marketing, I don't know how to get myself out there. But they don't go and find somebody like yourself to sort of bridge that gap. And then vice versa, there's so many people that are like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make soft, I'm gonna make this SaaS in the cloud app, I'm gonna be a millionaire, but they have, and then they outsource everything to like Odesk, right? And they're like, why doesn't my product suck? Um, and they, I just feel like people are just parry each other with making a connection. How do the two of you just say, and shake hands and say, yeah, we're going to do this together. I know this is a really frustrating answer that I'm about to give, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I very sincerely believe that it has to be organic, right? Coming from a business background, right, where like I know a higher percentage, a higher saturation of people that are like, exactly what you described, right? Like, I have this great idea for this app, website, chatbot, bot, AI thing. It's like, oh my God, right? And um, and in that area, there are so many, like, founder dating and startup networking type things. And, you know, one of the things that we're taught in, like, the networking and negotiation class in business school is if you approach networking trying to get something out of it, everyone will see right through that, right? No one likes a phony. And if you approach networking as in what can I do to increase the value of this group, then you get somewhere. And that was the way in which I think Josh approached um, that event that he went to and like generally approaches his life, right? Like he's like a very 
sort of like collaborative and um, giving person and the way in which I learned to approach my work, right, which was like, how can I contribute? Um, And so taking on that mindset meant that we didn't have to like seek a partner. It was just obvious that the parts put together were bigger than the whole. And that came out of not like, you know, deliberate puppeteering, but rather through being humans, right? And talking about the human issues that you're going to as you attempt to go into business, which is a difficult and scary thing. I see this... And I'm interested in your feedback. This isn't really a, a question, more of a statement and, and just chime in with, you know, what you've seen in, in the general market. But again, back to the same thing is people say, oh, how do I grow an audience? How do I find my customers? How do I get more traffic uh, to my website? I've been, I've been doing all this SEO stuff and, and putting title tags and, and using the right keywords, but I'm not getting the traffic I want. And at least the way I've done things over the years is purely orga- organic. It's purely relationship-based, and it's having conversations without the intent to sell somebody. Um, That is not my first uh, cause to engage somebody, either in a Facebook group, in a tweet, in in real life. Um, what, What is your general sense on, okay, how do I build up relationships with not only partners, but maybe not even customers, but how do I, how do I go about approaching attention or audience building so that maybe I can find another business partner, a customer? Like, what is your approach to being social with people without the uh, aggressive intent to say, just do business with me? <laughs> just do business with me. Would you like to business with me? That's how you do it. <laughs> it, it listen, that's, a, that's, a, that's something I've done and it's sort of tongue in cheek. It, it, it works if you can play that card. But uh, anyway. Right. Hello, I am Christy. I would like to business with you. Honestly, <laughs> the way that I think that can be done best is through being helpful, right? And that's sort of this, like, you know, I've heard this to the corner of my ear and I've also seen people ask Josh this, right? Like, they're like, where do I find a Christy? And it's like the funniest question, right? But the place that you find partners and also find the other stakeholders in business, right? Like vendors, customers, Um, right, Um, all comes from being helpful. Can you provide something out there that genuinely improves the quality of life that someone is having? Or like, that's a big lofty statement. What about helps them solve a very specific problem, right? And then we're getting into business 101. What is the problem that this solves, right? Can we identify the number of people that have this problem? Can we identify the price the price maximum that they are willing to pay to solve this problem based on internal and external factors. It all boils down to how can I be helpful? And the flip side of that is it boils down into not approaching things like what can I get out of this? Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I sort of find myself listening to a lot of, and I have been for years, but I guess just, I don't know, for some reason more so lately, sales podcast, uh, negotiation, you know, I'll say, I'll say tactics, which drives me nuts. But, uh, uh, I feel like some people still are stuck in sales being from like, I don't know, 
the 70s, the 60s. I, I certainly wasn't around then. Um, but I feel like people like negotiation, like we're going to go into this locked room and I've got something that the customer wants, but I'm not going to let them have it at this price kind of thing. And the way I see it is like that doesn't exist anymore. Like customers have so many options and we're going to get to this, especially in the, the form plugin space, but customers have so many options. Prices are, you know, generally similar, you know, to a degree and customers are also super knowledgeable now, right? Like this information features, comparisons, reviews, you know, sustainability, support, all of this stuff is generally available for somebody to research and get a good understanding of, of who a, a company might be before they do business with them. Um, based on what you've learned in school, negotiation and sales, like all that textbook stuff that you've learned and that people perceive to be in sales, do you see that like thrown away now in the WordPress space specifically or in the software selling space specifically? Um, or is it still sort of there to a degree that, that you can see? No, that's getting thrown away on all counts. It's not just the WordPress space. It's not just the software space. It's getting thrown away on all in across the board on all industries. Um, whether we want to admit to it or not is like a different conversation, right? Like read Retail Apocalypse. Um, and, you know, for listeners who aren't familiar with that um, buzz term, right? Like that's the um, general trend that uh, retail stores in the United States are closing at like an, a completely exponential rate. And, you know, so shopping malls and whatever um, are closing down. They're closing down quickly, um, right? Like major corporations um, like Sears and Macy's are just like watching their like uh, stock, like their physical presence is plummet. And so what you're describing is happening all across the board. Um, and it's happening because of all the factors that you just outlined right the consumer has more information because we have the internet uh the consumer has more choices because we have the internet and we have globalization and we have all of these things that are really wonderful and good um the consumer is able to have a two-way conversation right so like when we think about quote-unquote traditional advertising we think about like mass advertising but um, that stuff, you know, I don't want to be like those, like, you know, annoying clickbait articles that are like, print advertising is dead, you know, like, even though like, yeah, but, but, you know, a lot of the stuff is dying quickly. And the reason for that is because the consumer power equation is changing. And that's true all across the board. And the reason that you see people that are acting like that's not true is... Well, I don't have an answer to that because I don't know. <laughs> Old habits I, die hard, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be it. <laughs> um, one of the things to um, keep in mind about me is that like, I have a very small window in which I remember an internetless world, right? And we have a generation now that's coming up that doesn't have that window in which there was no internet. There has always been an internet. So the relationship to how you get a customer is totally changing because now it's less like one-sided communication and more 
two-sided communication, experiential communication, longer purchase cycles. And then there's all these other factors of just cultural changes, right? For example, um, a very like very non-WordPress, non-software examples of this exact same phenomenon are uh, changing attitudes towards food, right? Consumers are changing what they expect out of food and they're having to uh they being you know food manufacturers and food companies are having to respond to that being uh consumers want healthier choices consumers want different sorts of um advertising and that is all across the board right like they don't we're not even talking about like the teeny teeny tiny niche that is um digital marketing but we're talking about like the broader thing that is all marketing and all of those tastes are changing because the consumer has more power and more choice and that's a good thing uh, you know when uh, thinking back to when i was in car sales and i was in car sales probably you know from my early well probably from when i was like 16 to about 23 24 i bet you were an uh, awesome car salesman <laughs> no, it, was, it, was, it was a fun space um but the consumer internet was just coming around and i remember you know, when, when consumer internet just came out, like people were just getting broadband and they were able to buy a printer and print things out. Um, they would come to me with just like leads of paper or reams of paper that were just like, here's all the prices I found on on the internet. And we've got all these invoices. I know what you guys are paying for these cars. This is the price I wanted at. And people would come to me like it was a, like they were going to war, right? Like they were, they were prepared for that like archaic negotiation practice. And back then, this is like late 90s, early 2000s. We were a small family owned, uh, my family owned a small family owned dealership. We were not like this mega dealership spanning, you know, 20 locations. We were just small place, been in business at the time for 40 years. My grandfather started it. And we would always just say, look, who do you want to do business with? Do you want to do business with us with a family, with people that have worked here for decades and you just get great customer service or are you just trying to save a hundred bucks on your, you know, the Chevy pickup that you're trying to buy from me? Um, you know, and sometimes you'd have people try to save a hundred bucks and they drive up to Boston and they'd buy it, but then they come back to you for service, that kind of thing. I feel like even 20 years ago today, like we're back to that concept. And this is something I haven't fully fleshed out in my head yet, but I feel like a lot of people are going to be buying because of who we are, uh, because of the morals of a business, for the most part, the morals of the business, the employees at the business, what they stand for. Um, do you see that to be true and maybe some and some of the threads of marketing that you're putting out there and messaging that you're putting out there as a, as a successful step to landing sales and driving more customers to the business? Well, that's completely correct. And there's theory behind that, right? At the very core of how we market as um, people who are smaller businesses or even medium-sized businesses, but like smaller businesses, right? When we talk about like the scheme of you versus Walmart, um, you are almost always going to be doing what is called competing on um, a differentiating strategy as opposed to the opposite of that, which is the low cost strategy, right? So like people talk about this a lot. They'll say like you're starting a new business and um, what you don't want to do is you don't want to compete with Walmart. You want to find a niche, right? That's exactly what that concept is, is 
you are not going to be able unless you have the resources um, and even then, you know, there are a lot of trade secrets in there that you're going to have to figure out in terms of keeping costs low um, to compete on like a low cost, harsh negotiation. We're selling to the lowest bottom denominator type strategy. So you and I and the vast majority of people listening to are doing what is called differentiating, right? And that means that we have to put forth a brand and a product that is unique, that fits a certain group of people just right. And we need to focus on those people and serve those people really, really well. And that comes back to being helpful, right? Um, when it comes to marketing for Caldera Forms and then for other products, that's the idea behind any of them, right? Um, you know, like not to get uh, uncomfortable, right? But a question that we get all the time that is extremely valid is, but why Caldera Forms in the world where Gravity Forms exists? And that's completely correct. That is a perfectly valid assessment of this business. And the idea here is that there is room for everyone and all ships can rise if we can figure out that some people like red, some people like green, some people like lions, and some people like zebras, and some people like red zebras and green lions, and the people with colorblindness are really mad at me right now. <laughs> and if you can find the people who like the red zebras, and you can make products about red zebras, you're going to be a lot more successful than if you try to do a broad overarching reach into a world with not enough resources and larger competitors. So that's true of not all marketing, but all marketing that you and I are doing. Yes, it's entirely based on finding exactly that niche, that place, that, that thing that makes you special, right? And a lot of the time we find that through a combination of the people behind the product, the stories behind the product, um, the unique qualities of the product that other products don't have, um, or the specific people that you're trying to target and help, right? Um, let me let me take aim at your boat and try to poke a hole in it. <laughs> and and feel and every every guest on the show gets a chance to pass on a question this will be your opportunity but in, <laughs> but in a world of there's enough choices there's enough uh, enough of it to go around for the rest of us I feel like the context of that answer or that phrase and I've said it in, myself in the past and plenty of other guests have as well is we're talking about you know you me you know Carl over at Gravity Forms, James over at Ninja Forms, you know the folks over at Formidable, uh, and all of the other sort of independent plugin owners. But then there's you know that's all of us on our boat. We're all out in the ocean. We're sort of you know going up and down on these waves. And then we all look up, and the sun sort of starts to fade away, and we see this mass massive Death Star in the in the sky, and that looks like automatic. That looks like Jetpack. That looks like Gutenberg. And what I'm seeing, and again, feel free to pass, <laughs> I feel like the dialogue and the monologue and all of the story of WordPress is able to get in front of end users in an unfair way, right? Whereas we're all thinking, hey, we're all friends here. It's great. 
But then I start seeing feature after feature of all of my friends going into Jetpack or some form of .com or some form of Gutenberg. And I have to pause for a moment and say, wait, are we all in this together? Is together in the future us versus the mothership? Um, your thoughts on like where this landscape, where this ecosystem is going. Uh, it will only be a short while until Jetpack improves its form builder. What then? I am definitely not passing on this question. I really like controversy despite my sunny demeanor. And I have a lot of thoughts on this. The first one being, so I've heard this sort of argument a lot, um, especially in WordPress, right? Um, this sort of like, and then like, you know, the Death Star comes in and what happens then. Um, and to me, that's a very emotional response to the fundamental problem of business, which is someone can always come in and outspend you. Someone can always come in and make a better product of your product. Someone can always come in and launch a negative backlink attack on your website. And you have to respond to that. And that is the choice that we make as business owners when we go into business. And um, when it comes to this particular question, right, of um, WordPress, WordPress has a very specific problem that is um, close to the ecosystem. But if you're inside of the ecosystem and you're looking at like just the circle that is WordPress, you're seeing what you described, right? There's like a Death Star and there's like, um, and there's like independent shops and like people can be outspent and upended really easily. If you step outside of that circle and you look at this as what it is, which is an industry, just like any other with certain advantages and certain disadvantages and certain uh, wide open risks and certain areas of opportunities where money can be made, um, the wide open risk of going into business with WordPress is that um, WordPress can change and overnight you can be out of business. And to me, that is not a thing to respond emotionally to. That is a risk to understand and process at the very beginning and operate your business with a clear and you know, educated understanding of what risks your particular business has. That's what every single business owner has to do. So then with all of that um, monologue, what happens when Jetpack comes out with a contact form that ends all contact forms? We go do something else. I signed my name on the dotted line into an industry that has that risk. And this is a risk that we understand to be true of any business that ties itself to a platform. It comes with other benefits, right? Like there are, there, there's like a very established list of good things and bad things that come with any business that's tied to a platform. Good things being like existing audience and blah, 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 right? Um, writing someone else's brand, whatever. Um, but then the huge risk that comes is like, you can just be stomped out and, um, you are deciding 
that you see that risk, you acknowledge that risk, you bow at the waist at that risk, and then you continue forward. And if tomorrow I wake up and find that my business is no longer viable, my job as a business owner is to react to that and react to it quickly. How does one try to prepare themselves for that that pivot? Because uh, excellent points, no doubt, uh, very well said. And I think that it's smart for anybody who's a product owner, service owner, whatever in this space, to be thinking about the future. And I think that it, what 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 I'm happy to see, maybe happy is not the right word, but I, I'm glad that that most people acknowledge that. Like I'm starting to see an, an upward trend of people acknowledging, you know what? Uh, like every other platform that people have built businesses on. I mean, God, think about Facebook pages. I mean, remember when Facebook pages, like you actually, people were building apps to make Facebook pages back in the day and people were making like, you know, whatever, I don't know, 100 grand a month like doing this stuff. Uh, but that surely uh, soon got crushed. Um, so I'm good to, I'm, I'm glad to see people are sort of moving in this trend in this direction to prepare themselves. But how does, how, how do you prepare for it? How does Caldera prepare for it? Do you like, hey, 10% of our effort goes towards research and development that is just beyond WordPress? Like we're, we have this 10% of the time that we think, okay, uh, if there's a zombie outbreak, this is what we're going to be doing. <laughs> so my zombie outbreak plan, I'll share the Google Drive with you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we, we don't have a zombie outbreak plan. We do have a what if we get hit by a bus plan. And oh, okay. That's actually, like it's like funny, but it's not, right? Um, this is an important part of being a business that is thinking about its long-term competitive advantage as opposed to just thinking about today, right? And so um, the, you know, this is like a total, um, I don't know, cliche, I guess, but like the number one way that you protect yourself from risk is diversification, right? So we are always thinking about new products. We are always thinking about new innovation. Um, the other way that you protect yourself from risk and volatility in anything that you do, whether it's WordPress or not WordPress, um, is education, right? Um, always keeping your skills current, always keeping the skills of your team current, um, and always keeping everybody communicated and connected and ready to move quickly if that is necessary, right? So that means that Josh and I, as we're starting to grow the team this year, which is like an incredible, awesome feeling. Um, and a huge thing in that effort is um, learning, right? So everybody who's coming into us, we're asking them, what do you want to grow into? What do you want to be doing? And how can we allocate the resources and the work that we have now into that direction? And that empowers people and it also lets them know that we are consciously aware that we are in a fluid and ever-changing environment where many, many things are outside of our control. And that is true for everything in life, WordPress or not WordPress. More specifically, right, less, less philosophically, when it comes to products, absolutely. Research and development is really important keeping our eyes and ears open for new developments and for um, big changes in the external environment in which we're operating is very important. We um, made Caldera Forms uh, Gutenberg ready um, weeks ago. And, um, you know, we're just sitting on the release. Um, and that was something that I pushed because I said, it's 
not difficult to see the direction in which things are going. The only thing that prevents us from seeing the direction in which things are going um, is that we want to say that it isn't so, right? And no matter how much I say that it isn't so, if I engage in innovation and I engage in education of the team and I engage in the third piece of that, which is listening to the customers that we do have and the users that we do have and listening to what they need and listening to what their frustrations are, I know that we're moving to a space where people want their websites to be easy and that we are we can be blockbustered by Squarespace. I've been saying this for a while and um, you know, so people is that, don't a, is that a Gutenberg pun? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I guess it could be, right? Like, I've been saying this before. This was like uh, the thing that everybody was talking about. But whoa, you know, um, maybe. But the, that's that. That's uh, that's uh, um, DVD reference. But could also be a Gutenberg pun. That's a good one. Um, we can be we can be blockbustered by Squarespace, and we can either say no, 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 it isn't so, or we can respond to that while continuing to engage in these processes that don't end of continuing to explore new avenues, continuing to invest in people so that they don't um, stall out, right? So that we don't get to a point where we're like, we don't know the technologies that people are working with. Um, and so that we're always, 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 always responding to the real needs of what we're hearing. Yeah. So it doesn't feel nice, you know? And I think that's where the, resi the resistance comes from. But that is where... It's really important to take our emotions out of it and just think like, this is what we signed up for. We signed on the dotted line. I talked to somebody yesterday um, and they said like something that I like, which, you know, is obvious when you think about it, but it's nice to hear. Um, it's everything you do in business is risk, right? Like mm -hmm. even if you think like, oh, this is such a sure thing and I've been doing this for forever. No, like every single day you are waking up and you are um, acknowledging that you are taking a risk. Um and you move forward, right? I'm not going to live my life in fear and much less am I going to live my life being upset that things change because things always change. I use these obnoxious uh, metaphors like Death Star and you know, <laughs> like mothership uh, purposely to sort of just, um, you know, I, I do it sort of tongue in cheek and uh, to really just sort of raise awareness because I really feel like uh, we we saw the uh, the start of things are changing uh, when Jetpack started going more premium, started adding more features. 2018, I believe, is going to be the year where you really see them cement the uh, the sort of premium bridge between okay, how do we monetize uh, free WordPress um, and you know, thoughtful and 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 well uh, described answers like you had are, are are great for the community to hear. Um, We've talked a lot about strategy. A lot of this stuff has been strategy. I want to just shift it sort of towards the end of the show here uh, to more some some of the tactics, some of the tactics that you've used to find uh, growth in the business, be it uh, something on the marketing side, on the pricing side, uh, that you found big wins or maybe the way you've rolled out features. Um, any one or two major tactics you found great success with that you can share with the audience? Oh, yeah. So here's the first one. Create conversations everywhere. Especially in WordPress, I have seen, don't get me wrong, this is, a, this is a common trend outside of WordPress too, but especially in WordPress, I've seen a reluctance to create a loop of conversation, right? It usually sounds like this, 
oh my god, customer support is driving me crazy. People are emailing me nonstop, right? Um, but it can have other evolutions. And it's so important for us to get into a mindset of we need these conversations. We need people talking at us. We need our users and customers constantly telling us what's going on. The worst possible case scenario is that people have unmet needs and they're not saying anything, right? Because that takes us into the previous topic, which was like, now we're not having these um, loops of feedback and we're, we don't know. And then we don't respond to potential risks fast enough. Um, so creating conversations everywhere. Um, when I started working with Josh on Caldera Forms, that was the first thing I did. Everything became about creating a conversation. You could contact us anywhere. Um, we started a Facebook group. We started answering back every single person. We started inviting every single person to write us more um, because I went um, to Josh and uh, the other developer that were on at the time and I said, well, like, explain to me, you know, who buys this and why. And they told me what they thought. And then when I went out and like talked to real users, that turned out to not be true. Right. And here's the thing. It wasn't because they were wrong. It was because when they had started working on this, that's what they were responding to. But several months later, the popularity of the plugin was based on a completely different set of benefits. And so the way that you solve that is conversations. And that's a really easy tactic, right? Like start a Facebook group, talk to people, go to meetups, ask them about how they use the product, right? Like um, that can be nerve wracking, especially if you're an introverted person, right? Like um, for me, the hardest thing is like, talking to a real life Caldera Forms user, it's like, oh my God, like you're actually real. You're like, you're like fleshy, right? And it's like, oh my God. Um, but it's also some of the coolest experiences, right? Because then I actually get to sit down with them and like see what they look like, watch them use the product. Um, starting conversations on social media has been really good. Even small tactics, like every single um, saved reply in our help desk um, management, um, software, right? Like ends in like, please let us know if you have any more questions. We're here to help. Every single email that we send out can be replied to and has a call at the bottom that says, please hit reply if you need anything. And a lot of us who are maybe like more immune to these like constant calls for conversation are like, oh yeah, whatever. But when it comes to you and your customer, um, people respond to that, right? Like, because the vast majority of us um, have been taught since birth to not give our opinion unless asked for it. So creating these conversations and creating loops of conversations where we are always hearing from people and the problem that they're having is really, really important to our long-term strategy, but also to our marketing, because we like being heard and we like feeling like we're doing business with someone who listens to us um so that's a really big one and um we all know how to use the internet so we all know how to create conversations and um the other one um that I would say is um don't try to do everything yourself and that is a lesson that I'm learning myself recently and so it's just you know recency bias at power here um but something that 
I'm wrapping my arms around is that um, it's always okay to ask for help. And so if I have 15 different things on the website that I need to update and I need to fill up the social media feed and I need to do all of these things and all the, the long, 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 long list of things that I need to do to make sure that that conversation is never ending, um, it's totally okay to grow your team and to spend money doing those things because that is how you make more money. Congratulations on uh, growing the team. I know that is uh, it's a it's a huge feat, but it's also a huge worry at the same time. Oh yeah. Uh, we're uh, sort of last sort of tackle question here. How, where are you going to uh, look for new uh, people to join the team, and what positions are you looking to hire for? So right now we have finished hiring on the marketing and operations side, and we're looking to hire one more developer. So if that is anybody's cup of tea, woohoo! Um, <laughs> I've never heard someone so excited for tea. <laughs> um, so that's what we're hiring for. And in terms of what we're going, you know, we're just continuing to grow, continuing to listen to the people that use Caldera Forms and, you know, not try to be everything to them, but rather try to really be great at those one, at those, you know, three or four very specific problems that we want to zone in and focus on and be really great and really special at um, and continue to um, innovate on what's currently going on with WordPress, right? Um, I think what's currently happening with WordPress is exciting because to me, it feels like a tangible action to avoid being blockbustered out of existence by Squarespace. Um, from a user perspective, um, and a product owner perspective. And it doesn't always feel nice because change doesn't always feel nice. But at the end of the day, right, we are looking at a time for innovation, which means that if we sit down, and I'm doing this every single day, is sitting down and like lurking. Like I lurk everything, right? Like Josh will like send me articles about things and I'll be like, I already saw that on Advanced WordPress. Like I've never seen you post a single thing on Advanced WordPress. I'm like, I read everything on Advanced WordPress, but no one knows, <laughs> right? Like, but no one knows. Like, there's an article that be something. I already saw that. I lurk everything. Well, you didn't upload it. Well, you know, too bad. Um, and constantly engaging in this process of thinking like we are about to hit a step of um, a space for there to be a lot of innovation and making an assessment as to like what those opportunities are, where there's room, what people are asking for, what needs aren't met. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's a good time for that. Christy Chirinos, everyone. Uh, let me tell you something, Christy. This is going down, I'm going to call it now, as the number one episode for 2018. When I do the stats in December 2018, a mere 10 months from now-ish, 10 months-ish, uh, I think this is going to be the number one episode. Thanks for doing the show. Where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, you can always find me at calderaforms.com. Um, we love to have conversations as discussed. And you can also find me personally at christychirinos.com. I have a little blog and my WordCamp and non-WordCamp related speaking things and whatnot. Um, and hey, if you're ever in New York or close to New York, I love to hang out with people because sometimes I get lonely in my apartment. 
<laughs> Everyone else, it's mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. If you're listening to us on iTunes, I'd love a five-star review, about 106 right now. I'm now shooting for the 200 mark. If you do, I'll read your review out on the air uh, as soon as I gather them all up at the end of the season. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, everybody, thanks for sticking around and listening to this episode and supporting The Matt Report. For over five years now, it's been a pleasure of mine. It was a pleasure to have this guest on today to talk about uh, their business and how they run it. Speaking of business, if you have something you're launching, you have a new website, a new marketing page, a new product, anything that could use a second set of eyes, you can find me at userfeedbackvideos.com. That's userfeedbackvideos.com. Dot com where I will review your product, your landing page, your funnel, whatever workflow or starting point you want me to take a look at online. I'll do that. I'll record it. I'll send it to you in a private screencast with my feedback uh, from over a decade of experience in this space, marketing, technology, WordPress, and otherwise. I hope to see you there. It's userfeedbackvideos.com. It's like having a co-founder for 59 bucks.